This is a work of fiction. Written, narrated, and produced by me, Dennis Macareg. Please subscribe to my podcast and share it with friends. The orchestra returns and we will listen to another set. Is this really happening with this beautiful woman who I've known for only a few hours and we're acting as if we've known each other since we were teenagers? We sit in silence and ignore the flurry of activity around us. After the conductor announces another break, I lean closer to Olivia and ask her if she wants to go to the tower for a bird's eye view of the city. She agrees. I wave at the waiter, pay our tab, and we get up from our seats. When we arrive at the base of the tower, we are disappointed to see there's a long line. A group of tourists with their guide holding up a pole with a yellow flag are standing by the entrance. Looks like it'll take us at least an hour to get up there. She scans the vicinity, trying to come up with her next move. We can skip this for now. Want to go inside St. Mark's Basilica instead? Though the line leading inside is long, it appears to be moving swiftly. We decide to join it, hoping we'll be able to get in. Is this your first time in Venice? I ask. Yes. But my parents took me to uh, Rome and Florence during my high school summer vacation. And you? Is it your first time traveling to the continent? I've spent a week and a half in Paris and a few days in Amsterdam right after college. How long will you be staying here? I'll be leaving in two days, but I'm planning to take pictures of the buildings and walk until my feet ache. I press my hand on the 14th century walls where countless hands had been before. Looking at the intricate design and artwork depicting heavenly figures, I imagine the thousands of hours the artisans spent banging and clanging as they shaped each group of stone. Instantly, it transported me back in time. A time before electricity, before air conditioning, before gelato was invented. A time when the social order and rules were much different than today. We are already inside the main entrance and can see some of the ornate mosaic designs when one of the docents put up a rope barrier and denies us entrance. He points to his watch. It's nearing closing time. We are both disappointed, but just like me, Olivia is glad that we've found each other again. Being together is what's important and what matters the most. Looks like we're never going to see anything here. She smiles and suggests, Why don't we go for a walk on the promenade along the Grand Canal? We're in a walker's dreamland. I smile at her in agreement. We leave and head in the direction of the waterfront. As we walk in the water's direction, to our left, is a doji's palace with the elaborate shapes of columns and balustrades standing tall. Its white exterior is bright 
in the late afternoon sun. Directly in front are two columns where the square opens to the Grand Canal. On the left is the winged lion, the symbol of Venice. On the right is Saint Theodore, holding a spear and standing on a crocodile. We arrive at a dock facing the Grand Canal. Deprived of the view of the sky as I walk along the narrow alleyways earlier, now, standing on the waterfront with the buildings behind me and the vast lagoon in front, I could see half of the Earth's dome. The gondola's bows are bobbing up and down with the undulating waves of the lagoon. The gondoliers, in their black pants, striped shirt, and brim hats, sit on the docks waiting to give visitors the ride of a lifetime. I wish our current situation was different. Instead of two people who just met on the train, we should be holding hands and comfortably walking together like two lovers. From afar, the Church of San Giorgio Maggiore sits on an island across the lagoon. At first glance, its campanile looks just like the one in St. Mark's Square, with its weathered green cone on top pointing to some puffy clouds above it. We cross a bridge and by sheer accident find ourselves directly in front of the Bridge of Sighs. Immediately, we stand in awe of the ancient covered bridge decorated with high-relief sculptures. The water is green. The sky is blue. The bridge is alabaster white. The marriage of colors is pleasing to the eye. It's not surprising that it is one of the most photographed landmarks in Venice. Its windows are covered with decorative stone grills with enough space to peek out. No wonder the condemned prisoners sighed at the view of San Giorgio Maggiore and the beautiful lagoon on their way to their cells. Picture time, Olivia suggests. I asked the gentleman standing next to me to take a few for us. Olivia stands next to me. For a second, I thought of putting my arms around her shoulder, but scrapped the idea right away. It could make her feel uncomfortable, so I relax my shoulder and stand up straight. Nearby, a woman with a British accent teases us and suggests that we should kiss since it's our honeymoon. We just laugh it off and pretend we don't hear what she said. After taking several more solo pictures, we step away from the center to let the others take their turn. Looking her directly in the eye, I ask, Is there a Mr. Olivia waiting for you back in Seattle? Are you asking me if I'm already married? Yeah, if it's not too personal. Yes, I am. My heart is crushed with her direct answer. Why is she hanging out with me? Wanting to quell my embarrassment, I look down at the water taxi 
squeezing its way in between cruising gondolas. Not being able to hide my shock, all I could say is, Oh, uh, really? She follows up with a flirty smile and whispers, I am married to my job. Does that count? Her banter puts me at ease. I return her good-natured joke and say, If that's the case, I'm married too. We laugh at the same time. Wanna get out of here before our spouses discover we're taking selfies? It could cause a big scandal. Please check out my latest novel, A Whisper to the Moon, at online retailers and at bookstores where it's available. Thank you for listening to the sixth episode of my podcast. In this episode, I don't know how to begin it. All I want is for them to get together again, and that's about it. It's kind of complicated, so I thought about it many times. In St. Mark's Square, one of the main attractions, besides the pigeons, is the orchestra playing outdoors under the white canopy. It reminds me of the 1920s and the 1950s when people went out to clubs where the men wore suit and the women are in evening dresses and drank martinis in some classy joint something like that it's funny because in this day and age we don't do that or at least in my circle because i'm a working guy i don't think i ever had a glass of martini while in a suit just like in the movies the only time i get to dress up is during wedding and company parties i want to sit down and have a drink you know what i take it back when my wife and i went to paris we went to this uh place we dressed up i had a tie on and you know a nice shirt and all that and we had a drink at a bar somewhere so yeah think about it i've done it once <laughs> so when i was finally in the square i wanted to have a drink and listen to the music but i didn't have time to do that so there's too many things to see that's the kind of traveler i am I want to keep moving and see things. The clock is ticking, right? Time is money, right? So, and you know, uh, the people I'm with wanted to sit down and relax. But I guess uh, we have to find balance somewhere. When I went to Venice, I only had two full days of sightseeing and I wanted to pack it all in. I guess I don't know why I skipped, but probably that's the reason why. In the periphery, I can hear the music playing. The orchestra is playing some American standard tune that I actually recognize but wouldn't um, make out what the song is. The musicians are very good. It's like being in Las Vegas almost. One of the most imposing structure is the tall red structure of the Campanile. It's massive and it towers over the square as if making a statement that someone is always looking over you. I started walking, trying to discover something new. Greg and Olivia went to St. Mark's Basilica first, 
but in my experience we actually went for a walk along the lagoon and accidentally discovered the bridges of Sai. the story behind the bridges of Sai, as soon as someone is sentenced the guard walk him or her from the court to the prison crossing the bridge the prisoners would look out at the beautiful venice for one last time through the slots in the stone grills he or she would sigh because it's the last vestige of freedom the scene where the docent puts up a rope barrier and denying greg and olivia entrance to saint mark's square because it was nearing closing time happened to me actually um that's where i got the idea i wish i was told ahead of time but oh well i'm on vacation and i can't argue but for what it's worth i was able to peek inside and saw the byzantine design of the uh, marvelous uh, church even from the outside looking in the design was impressive i kept walking and took more pictures i'm in venice after all right walker's paradise